Amazing. We're back. We're, We're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just move so? a couple things that I'll fiddle with. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we waited till we started recording to do that. No, I just... Until you I just... moved your basket of plastic. <laughs> it's not, it's just... A, it's a little muji envelope that they put the pens in when they sell you the pens. <laughs> Ellen, you know. <sighs> I, oh. I know. All of a sudden, it's like now that we're recording, I have absolutely nothing to say to you guys. I'm like, hmm, nothing. I have nothing to say to anyone because up. of, yeah, how some of those polls went. Yeah, I. Uh, um... Yeah, do we. <laughs> do we want to talk about the polls or do we want to do the intro first? This isn't even the podcast yet. I'm this isn't all even this. the podcast yet. He's not including this. <laughs> Okay, do we want to introduce the podcast so that we can talk about the polls? Yeah, I'm sure Maddie can cut f- yeah. something from whatever the fuck that was. That little... We'll see. <laughs> Just okay. have me talk about Louis Tomlinson for two minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh... Hi, welcome back from hiatus. Here's Louis Tomlinson talk. <laughs> welcome back from hiatus. What was One Direction? What was One Direction? We're doing One Direction tweets. Yeah. The Great British Boy Off, season two, the best One Direction tweets. The best of One Direction. We have, no, no, the next Great British Boy Off is One Direction, so all five of them, plus some, like, other One Direction adjacent men. All of the wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Five seconds of summer. (laughs) I hate that. Oh my, sorry, I'm gonna dox Arianne. Oh, Every day. I, do I risk Welcome it? back to season two, Ariane. We're still riding your <laughs> Do I what, risk what it boy? all and go out of this to show you something? What boy is Arianne? she interested in? So, Ariane, so like over the hiatus, this is what's new with Ariane. Ariane has like discovered that like boys <laughs> oh in God. bands can be hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, not boy bands, like bands. Like, she's never thought Band oh, a drummer boys. could be hot, which is insane for anyone yeah. who's ever like listened or witnessed music. So, um, she needs a new iPhone case because she got a new iPhone. Oh, God, maybe we shouldn't put this in the podcast. I feel mean. Anyway, um, <laughs> we can bleep out aspects. <laughs> She's going to have a minute and a half of beeps. She was designing a new iPhone case, and she, like, got to this part of the website where you can make custom cases, and she sent me one that was just... I have, like, she sent me screenshots, and it was just a see-through, bright yellow case, and at the bottom, the bottom text just said, hot drummers. (laughs) (laughs) And then she sent me another one. I'm sorry, I'm just opening up my uh, thing. And then she sent me another one that said, it's bright green, it said... This one has more text, it says... Danny Blandy keyboards drums at Danny Blandy, and then her email is <coughs> drums at gmail.com, and then her location is Oxford, UK. She went onto Gmail and got the <laughs> email address hotdrummers at gmail.com just to have. Just just to sit on. I just yeah, love that because like, I ready. feel like everyone else, like, well, like, I mean, everyone's done this, but it's like, that was a very, like, that's a very, like, 2013 thing to, like, find, like, yeah. A, an indie rock band and be like, I like the drummer. Right? That's a very, like, 1970s <laughs> Yeah, but also, thing. like, like just, like... <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. Oh, also, my, fo- my family was on a FaceTime phone call today, and we were talking about my cousin, um, who hopefully, like, none of that side of the family listens to this podcast, even though my <laughs> uncle is aware. And I went to look her up on Instagram, and I typed in D-A-N, and first it was... Danny from Spectre, and then my cousin. I'm like, my priorities are broken. I... Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. anyway. Okay. Intro to the podcast. 
You don't say intro to the podcast, you just intro the podcast. Welcome to Two Additional Bullet Girls, the podcast where we are watching the tutors for the first time in 2020. Uh, I'm Ellen. I'm Grania. And, and also producer Maddie into... is here. And he also producer himself because he talks. No. No. We've never okay. introduced him before. He just comes into what? it. If you're listening to I us for the first he time. he says, and I'm Maddie. <laughs> I have never said I'm Maddie. What? Maybe that's a new season two thing. Interesting. Okay, Maddie, in would head, you like to be Maddie introduced? Maddie also introduces himself. No. Okay. okay. Well, it's We're just, jumping it's just into... Ellen Grania. Just Ellen Grania. We're listening to... Listening to... <sighs> We're, we've started season right two. Now. But before we jump into season two, we need to talk about what we did in between the seasons, which was, hopefully you've heard it, The Great British Boy Off, where we compared and bracketed all of the boys from the TV show Skins. Uh, we need to talk about what happened after we recorded that episode and our um, disappointment. So, like, I think that if the polls had gone differently slash correctly... We could have had like a whole like maybe a mini episode, but a, an episode devoted to just like talking about like some of the good matchups. Instead. So I and you know this going in that like obviously this is going to be influenced by who has the biggest like Twitter fan base. So like you knew that Nick from season whatever had less of a chance, not only because he was a less memorable character, but also because like Nicholas Holt would have fans who might search his name on Twitter and actually vote for him. Where, like, I don't think Sean Teal has fans that would do that. Um, so we, but we kind of banked on the fact that, like, there's a level of them that all had, like, an equal number of Twitter fans. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. <laughs> so the problem with our polls, what we found so surprising is on our Twitter account for this podcast, we have about 50 followers. So we thought, yeah. okay, from our 50 followers maybe some other people will like grab onto this but for the most part it's going to be people who listen to our podcast and it will be funny because it will just be this very small group you'll get like the name searchers and then some random people that'll pick it up because we retweeted onto our personal accounts so like i would Mm -hmm. guess like like if we hit a hundred votes for per per poll i would have been like whoa crazy you know, mm-hmm. that was like the average for like the big actors, like the Nicholas yeah. Holtz and yeah. like the Joe Dempsey's like in the early rounds, like getting 100 votes, 90 votes. Yeah. On like those polls. Were, like ma- That was good. Makes yeah. sense. You get like 30 or 40 from our followers, 30 or 40 from our other followers, and then a few like random people finding it fun. Yeah. Um, but we completely underestimated Luke P- Pasquilino's Twitter fan base. Wait, I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. Oh my god, did we ever? Um, they are Italian and German. And German. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, and call one of them out. Um, one of them, I don't remember which one, so I'm not going to like name names. I When this first kind of started getting a lot of like retweets, I was like, hmm, weird. So I clicked on one, and her like pinned tweet was about how all lives matter. So I'm not going to paint them all with one brush, but like, yikes. Oh, I blocked that account. Yeah. <laughs> From the from the okay good so <laughs> from the she only got one vote on Twitter. Twitter account yeah good okay good yeah she was the only one I blocked we should have known things were going south when uh, Joe Cole got absolutely eliminated in the first round should have been my red flag who did who did he even <laughs> face though Luke Pasquino was not that makes, involved that makes sense no yeah. Maxi beating Luke is fair I I'll give our followers yeah, and, that. I watched the 9-11 musical clips afterwards, mm-hmm. and Maxie's good. Maxie Maxie's is a good. fine character. He's a really lovable That's character. That's the only thing I know from him. I got no problem. I read a Joe Buzzfeed article the other day. Joe Cole's a villain, yeah. so, like, no. I read a BuzzFeed article the other day that was, like, the most iconic musical moments from teen TV, and it was, like, lots of stuff from Riverdale, and, like, all this other stuff, and, like, some music from the oh. OC and some music from Gossip Girl, and it was, like... Literally the 911 mus- musical from Skins, so like iconic, <laughs> iconic, insane, insane that they, insane that they did that. Anyway, um, we want to shout out uh, all of the Daniel Kaluuya and Dev Patel and Joe Dempsey fans who tried their best to take Luke Pasquilino's. Uh, I guess Dev Patel never yeah. came face to face with him, but like, 
the Joe Dempsey fans were. They tried so hard. God, were... Jen was the most prominent one. Jen oh. really worked for it. And uh, I'm so sorry, Jen, that you're Salute. 50 votes. We are saluting on camera Salute. for you, Jen. <laughs> so tragic. <laughs> Joe Dempsey Nation went to work, but they just were not strong enough to take Luke Pasquilino out. The devil works harder. The devil yeah. works harder. <laughs> and so Freddie, of all people, won the best skins boy. But we have null and voided it. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It is, does, doesn't because. exist. Because. So if you remember from whenever we kind of set this all up, we didn't have very much information about Merve Lukeba, who plays Thomas in season three and four. And he, because he didn't, he's really hard to like find information about on the internet, but his Instagram was locked. And he didn't let me in from both of my accounts. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, we just don't have any information about him. And, you know, unfortunately, whatever. So, um, but now he's let us in. And his account is very good. If you follow at Merv on Instagram, he will eventually let you in. He's a great follow. And he posted recently about him and Jack O'Connell rewatching Skins and saying that JJ's a legend. So, based on both the information that we have about Mervay being good, he could potentially have gone farther in the bracket. Don't look at who he was up against in round one. And um, <laughs> and the fact that JJ, who also don't look at who he was up against around one, um, that JJ is a legend. Uh, I feel it like it would have changed the seeding. It would have changed the seeding. Yeah. And so we can't take our poll results as real results, and we're gonna we're trying to be honest and open with you guys, and we don't want fake, inaccurate results being out there in the world. So. JJ because and we did strictly good polls without any affecting things and we didn't misspell Luke Pasqualino's name in the finale so you couldn't name search him but they still found him anyway and voted even my, more I voted for my bot account <laughs> <sighs> yeah oh. it's, uh... but yeah null and void Null and void. Sorry, so, Luke Stans. The answer to the who the best and most iconic skins boy is, is we don't know. Like, maybe JJ? I don't know. <laughs> it's not, but it could be. <laughs> it could be. It could be him. It could be Murph. It could be a lot of guys. So um, next time we'll make sure to spell Luke Pasqualino's name wrong from the jump so they don't get <laughs> wind of it. <laughs> and maybe we'll, maybe in between season two and three, we'll figure out who the actual best skins boy is. Oh, also, if you didn't listen to that those episodes, go back and listen to them. They are uh, truly unhinged. They are the furthest thing away from the tutors as you could get. Ellen, but also we drunk. had a lot of fun making them. <laughs> Ellen and I got so drunk. Yeah, They're the drunk. most planning we have ever done oh, for an episode of this podcast. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, we yeah, were like so that, that texting your group chat like serious things, but. Yeah. yeah, me and we Ellen had like a podcast. Google Doc. Me and Ellen had a whole phone call devoted to like figuring out how we described the boys. And then we kind of forgot to like change that for whenever we described it to Maddie. So he had no context <laughs> for a lot of our notes, but that's fine. <laughs> also, Skins keeps getting like revived on Twitter. And I'm like, where was this energy whenever yeah. we were hosting these polls? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Every two weeks, there's that photo of Joe Dempsey and Sid and Amy Winehouse. It goes around yeah. every, like, two yeah. weeks, someone new, someone new says, this is such an important photo, and it gets, like, a million retweets. And I'm like, <laughs> it is. You're not wrong, but, like, use that energy and vote in the polls. <laughs> you're vo- you're like talking about po- nothing. Politics. Yeah. <laughs> you're check that it's energy it's literally, the like, polls. Joe Dempsey. Register to vote. Luke Pasqualino is literally, like, just vote for Joe. He might not be the actual best option, <laughs> He's better than what we have. Yes, he shouldn't have beat Dev Patel, but he did, and we just have to vote for Joe. Wow, Dev Patel is Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Joe Dempsey can't remember where he is. <laughs> oh, God. All right, skins, that's it. No more skins. Okay, Joe Dempsey put... No, 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 I got one more. Joe... <laughs> Joe Dempsey has Amy Adams' fingers in his mouth. Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh. Poor man. Joe Dempsey's been really oh. good on Instagram lately. Sorry, that's my last thing. He's been crazy on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. 
he like posts screenshots of articles that he thinks are funny. He'll be like, this crazy that's happening in the UK, mm. in the Ukraine. And he'll post like a screenshot of an article and be like, this is funny. And it's like, what, What's, what do you think Instagram's for? <laughs> Bro, get a Twitter. <laughs> he has a Twitter. That's the and then follow at Tubalingo. <laughs> yeah. Any of these men, if they ever acknowledge or follow us, they automatically become the best skins boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Except Luke Pascal. Yeah. Obviously. If he liked, if, like, liked the podcast, follow the podcast, like king shit, like yeah. Actually, I'd if he followed us mind. for for just tweeting about him, that's like really pathetic stuff. But I would absolutely like, give him the title. No. It'd be funny. No. no. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> if Luke Pasqualino had cameo. Oh, That's when you send a cameo God. request and send an incredibly mean 250-character <laughs> message that he has to read before he declines it. We give him the handles of, <laughs> or, of all of his fans who support him and make him be mean mm. to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's enough cyber. All right, that's where today. the Patreon comes in. First, first to your goal, we pay for a Luke Pasqualino cameo. I hope he has that. If he actually has it, I will. Okay, that'd be a good, a good, a good research assignment for me and Ellen to do next time we're bored, which is like after we finish to figure recording. out if, if, which, which skins, skins have cast cameos. members have cameo. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, nothing will be Coach Bolton. No, yeah, that was unbelievable. <sighs> I thought about that the other day and just like the energy it brought me. He really. For the listeners at home, uh, for Christmas this past year, before we started the podcast, before we, we launched our first episode, like a couple days after, but I got, I couldn't think of what to get Ellen and Granny for Christmas. And they had promised me that they had bought just the most insane thing for me for Christmas, which turned out to be these incredible hand knit rats, hands like hand knit <laughs> Henry the Eighth and Anne Boleyn and Catherine of no, Aragon. Jane Seymour theme. Jane Seymour dressed up little like stuffed rats, <laughs> like wool rats. They're incredible. They're I'm pointing at them right from now. These kind, wonderful women in England, <laughs> and so to on the threat of them telling me that they had done some insane shit for Christmas. I couldn't think of what to get them, and so I figured out that uh, the next best thing would be a cameo from the actor who plays Coach Bolton congratulating them on the start of their new podcast. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, I have insane. it. I have the video. I have a video of them watching it for the first time. One day we'll post it on the Twitter for all of you to see. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's... It's wonderful. It was very what special. Thank you, that Bart was by Johnson. far the best part of 2020. <laughs> it was New Year's it was... Eve at like a bit after midnight. It was the best part of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I think we watched it before midnight. I'm so sorry. But didn't we watch Little Woman? We did. We, we went to an early showing of Little Women and then we came home. We like made our first drinks and then we watched the cameo. Because by the time mm-hmm. midnight came around, I was... Oh, we were done, yeah. You were, <laughs> instead of adding songs to the queue, adding them to a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen's like, By the time Midnight came play? around, we and played... And then she goes for a run, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> we played, um... You're like, who let the dogs out? <laughs> What's it called? That Boney M cover of Old Lang Syne. Uh, yeah. And then we also played iconic uh, song, Come On Your Black and Tans. <laughs> Come Out Your Black and yeah. Tans, yep. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember also being on the floor dancing and Grania spinning. spinning and Grania had a lot of energy and insisted that Maddie and Grania walk me home to my parents' house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize um, that gin gives you energy when you drink. Yeah. So I was like, let's just walk home. Like, we'll walk Ellen home. And Maddie was like, okay. I was not drinking gin. No. So, but you know what? <laughs> we all got home. That's what matters. It was good. We did? Yeah. Um... Okay. Anyway, apparently this is a podcast where we watch the two. Yeah, we're back so watching the two. Yes. About twenty minutes Season in, let's talk about that. Is back, and Ellen <laughs> is going to give us an episode recap. Okay, Season okay. two, episode one of the Tudors. The episode is called "Everything Is Beautiful." <laughs> okay, sure is. I watched this on CBC Gem uh, yesterday morning. 
So uh, I stepped away from a bit. I came back to my notes, which were useless, and I wrote an episode summary. Grania, please, at the end, <laughs> tell me what I've missed. Okay. Will do. So the divorce was not granted at the end of last season, but Henry has decided that he would like to become the head of the church in England. Um, the bishops and the pope are not thrilled about this, and they're, like, not on board. Um, the pope, who is played by Peter O'Toole, insane, um yep. conspire to kill Anne because they're like oh she's the source of all the issues so if we kill her he'll love his wife again and it will be fine and like whatever um so they want to kill Anne and then I think Henry's side is also plotting to kill one of the main bishops who really disagrees with him becoming head of the new church um they hire a cook to kill him he like puts some poison in some soup um but it's unsuccessful, but the four other people die, and the cook who is hired to kill him is boiled alive in the Tower of London. Very like, fun. Like, violently boiled alive. Carry on. Anne is really jealous because she feels like there are three people in the marriage since Catherine still lives in the palace and still makes Henry's shirts. So she's That's feeling really foreshadowing for uh, other, other events in the royal family. Um, so- Making shirts. Make shirts. <laughs> so uh, Henry forces her to move out, um, and he starts making coronation plans for Anne. That includes redecorating the Tower of London, where she will stay before she is crowned. Uh, Henry Cavill has a very has a new young wife, which was his ward. He, he appears to really love, and she wears an amazing look with a statement headband. That's it. That's all I got. That's my summary. Um, I'm just it, gonna. S- it's a big dramatic moment. You see her headband, and then it cuts to credits. Um, <laughs> see if there's any other thing that really jumps out that to me. Um, first of all, the like uh, the previously on was really long, which like, probably was a good thing. But at the beginning, I was like, "Bro, what the fuck? I don't remember any of this." Anyway, um, I think that the people conspiring to kill. Yeah, kill the bishop. I don't remember how involved Henry is in that, but the Belens are definitely involved. Like yeah, Thomas and um, her brother George. George. Um, the only other thing that I can really think of is that Sir Thomas More is very clearly just growing increasingly uncomfortable with everything that is happening in England. He's getting really yes. stressed out, and you can tell Henry's trusting him less and less. There's a lot of foreshadowing for them falling out which you know may or may I, not happen i remembered him being in the episode a lot but i couldn't remember how he was involved and he honestly he was on and what he, was going on so yeah he and henry like have a fight and then he has a nightmare because he sees the devil he sees the antichrist and his wife is like what <laughs> right yeah <laughs> crazy the tutors loves a nightmare oh my god we don't actually get to see his um, nightmare unfortunately that would be crazy no we just see him like wake uh. up screaming his wife refers to him as husband, so you husband, know that he's yeah. like a good man who doesn't have like a mistress. Exactly. They have to make it clear like Sir Thomas More would never. <laughs> um, my first overall thoughts about this series with like it's got some new intro images, but the new intro images are just for the men. And the whole feeling I have about the whole season is the men are hairier. Yeah, Henry Cavill has longer hair. Good thing. And Jonathan Reese Myers has a tiny little gross chin beard. Bad thing. Nice. Bad thing. <laughs> he has Henry a little has some crazy little baby bangs at one point, and I'm going to send a picture of it to our group chat so that you guys can, can you send, see it. I don't have it on my computer. I don't have WhatsApp on my computer. Do you have, a, what's it called, the messenger iMessage? Yes. Okay, I'll send it to you there. Okay. Um... um yeah, Henry Cavill's hair is looking great. Jonathan Rhys Meyers is not what's new. Uh, I also think in the theme song, there's a lot of like, the very beginning, there's like three like very quick shots of like very sexy things happening, like bodies tangled up in sheets, and then hasn't it always been like that? Yeah, but it, I feel like it was even more like maybe it was just because it was new. It felt sexier. It felt more like aggressively, <laughs> aggressively. Oh my god, look at his bangs. Oh, cutie. But they're just like that in that one scene, and then they sort them out into normal bangs later, and I'm like, I like the baby bangs. I know. They, they become a little, yeah. But either way, his hair's looking great, and um, Jonathan Rhys Myers is not. Also, in the theme Jonathan song, Myers I like... looks awful. I almost threw my computer across the room, because we finally, like, so Cardinal Wolsey, whose name is Thomas, 
killed himself last season. Yep. And we finally got it down to like a more manageable number of Thomases in this show. Yeah. And then intro starts, new Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And I'm like, oh my god. So we got Thomas. Who's new Thomas. So this is Thomas Cramner, who's like going to be like King Henry's like personal cleric or whatever, oh. some religious thing. We got Thomas More, who had a nightmare about the devil. We have Thomas Cromwell, who's like <laughs> a big deal in the church. <laughs> and then we have Thomas Wyatt, who's Anne Boleyn's like poet ex-boyfriend yeah and that's all i can think of right now and it, but there's is thomas tallis dead thomas tallis did he die i don't know i didn't watch last season at all which one is he <laughs> he's the little musician he was in love with I don't he's so. ben wishaw i think after coldplay died he's been like uh out of the storyline but okay uh, yeah. i don't think he died yeah okay so thomas tallis hopefully will not return because that's that would be a fifth thomas and there's too many thomases Sorry, I'm just looking over some of my notes because I cannot remember what okay, was going on. Okay, here's something. Here's something that I I think would would be great to talk about. Um, so at the end of last season, very like notably, he- Henry and Anne had sex, right? Like and he they, screamed. We we saw that happen, right? They tried because I, I remember us talking about it, and we we're like. That was sort of unclear. The last 30 seconds of the episode. He, like, exclaims as if he completed it. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) But the way it is, it's really unclear what actually, like, happened between them. I think that they didn't because in this episode they keep talking about how, like, excited they are to sleep together after they get married. So, like, what I'm wondering is what were the creative choices in the last episode of season one where it was like oh i think they slept like i it they had sex but they didn't apparently they like maybe that's just what he thinks about when he jerks off into the handkerchief <laughs> into the bowl. and it, like cut into back to reality him screaming at the beginning of the episode of the season finale last season is him screaming at the very end of the season at, in his vision <laughs> yeah <A> vision. <laughs> it's it's circular <laughs> cyclical storytelling <laughs> Yeah, it Maddie's was, been watching it was... a lot of dark recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this show could use a parallel universe. This whole show is a parallel universe, actually. How do you feel about dark? Well, it made me think that <laughs> Jonathan Reese Myers is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just like weird because they're like, "Oh, you, we still have to keep waiting," and I was like, "Well, what'd you guys do last time?" Because like they didn't like properly have sex, but like. What was that scene then? Like he just Jonathan yelled while on top of her. Like okay, <laughs> Henry the Eighth. I will separate him, the character from yeah. Jonathan Myers. Now his definition of, of sex is like a teenage boy's, where it's like <laughs> it's a very very narrow definition of it. And he's like, no, we haven't had sex, and it's like, mm, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the boy in class who, like, puts up his hand and, like, sorry to my mom if she's listening, but the boy who puts up his hand and it's like, if you do anal, she's still a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, maybe we didn't get enough visual on that last scene. But I don't think that's what was happening. I'm really glad we didn't get more visuals, so I thank agree. you to the editor. Thank you, CBC Gem. Give us more. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Maybe that. that's yeah, what we're so. missing off CBC Gem. That's the uncut version. Yeah, we no longer have the uncut DVD anymore. I guess we sh- I should go back to Zulu and see if they've got it floating around. <laughs> hey guys, it's producer Maddie. I just wanted to clear up all this uh, did they, didn't they business. I checked the Wikipedia summary for the episode and uh, the last sentence of the season one finale is, quote, Anne Boleyn engages Henry in a sexual encounter, but forces him to perform coitus interruptus, after which a furious Henry storms off. And, of course, uh, coitus interruptus is uh, otherwise known as the pull-out method. So, uh, that's it. For second hand. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I just absolutely think we should discuss is... Um, what the fuck was that poison that they used to kill all those men? Because they were sitting there, That's you the see the man like, put it in the soup, life. and they like mix it in, and then they like serve the soup, and immediately 
Like, I imagine in real life, if you're, like, poisoned with something in food, it will, like, won't hit until later, and then you'll, like, shit your brains out, and then you'll die, right? Like, that's what's going to happen. But these guys are, like, sitting at the table. It, like, the spoon touches their lips, and they're like, oh, oh, and they're, like, dying. And, like, immediately, and I'm like, what the fuck is that poison that's, like, ye old that, like, kills you instantly? The anyway, any ideas? Me as well is, like, I know that, like, Back then, people were, okay, this is mean, like, people were stupider, like, that's maybe not true, but, like, that they is, had a different like, understanding of things. They had a different understanding of things, but, like, in no world would it ever make sense for their, like, approach to poisoning one man be, we'll poison, like, six different people at this table and hope that he dies. Like, they just poisoned a full thing of soup, this massive thing of soup, and there were, like, multiple people in a meeting. And then, like, it killed, like, four people, but not him. And it's like, why why would you ever think that would make sense? Like, it could have killed him. But then either way, you've got, like, a lot of bodies in your hands. It's very obviously a poisoning. It's so, it was so stupid. I mean, at Ellen's work, she'd probably poison the whole meeting (laughs) instead of just one person. Hell yeah. (laughs) She gets it. At my work, I don't poison other people. Me and my team, like, go, like, what's that cult that drank the (laughs) Kool-Aid? Jonestown. 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 Heaven's yeah. Gate. Yeah. I actually wrote down this is me like and my team Jonestown ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> just like everyone drop it. The whole CS team just absolutely offs themselves. <laughs> That's a strike. That's a strike. That's a strike. <laughs> um, I also was really confused in the tutor stuff because I thought that the cook was hired to kill Anne, and then he goes ahead and does this, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Okay, yeah, you need, to, you need to watch it again because the people who hire him are uh, her dad and brother. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have, like, a scene together. <laughs> I do have a note gonna, here that They're going to poison this... um, Bishop Fisher, which to me would be mercury poisoning. Thank you. I have a note that right after it, I have two notes that go in order. It says solution, murder, Anne, and then my next note says, I don't know, took a break to watch a Logan Lerman snap story. He was wearing Crocs. <laughs> okay, so that, that might have been what you missed. Because <laughs> there's two Sorry, points. Instagram story, not a snap there's story. There's two Imagine assassination. Imagine Logan Lerman on Snapchat. Oh my god. Oh. There's two um, assassination like that girl and Jack Hughes, sorry. Stop, yeah, that girl from TikTok who got Jack Hughes on Snapchat. Crazy, happy for her. <laughs> Um, there's two assassinations. Two assassination plots. One of them is their Belens are trying to kill Bishop Fisher, which they do not succeed at, but the cook dies. He gets boiled. And then I was like, what the, are they going to hang him? How are they going to hang him? And then he gets dropped into this vat. Hard. How big's the vat? Big, like really big, big, big enough to fit a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big barrel. And was it originally for soup? No. No. It's like for boiling people. Okay, it's it's a, it's a torture device. It's some Tower of London special yes, shit. Yes, classic um, shit. Yeah, I I did think this. So like being boiled alive, I think would be worse than being burnt alive. I agree. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, it would I think, be so painful. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't your know skin that might well. come off. Ugh. Right, because to me, they they say about burning alive. And it it's wouldn't like really when you're painful. burned alive. It it's really I, supposed to be really painful, but then your nerves get like fucked, so then you don't off. feel it. Yeah, that would probably be what happens to them. Um, but, like, boiling, like, I don't know if I know enough about it, but I feel like it'd be horrible. I feel like boiling, you'd be, like, conscious and alive for longer, and I don't know why. Yeah. It's like a mix between being be on like... fire and drowning, which is bo- both horrible. You need to do it like the experiment where, like, if you drop, like, a frog into boiling water, it'll hop out or, like, die immediately. But if, like... This is, like, an old classic thing. But if you, like, put it in cold water and bring the heat up slowly, it'll sit and fine, and then it'll die in the water or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you have to do that with the cook. (laughs) (laughs) You have Um, to put him in a big hot tub, and it's like, ooh, it's getting hot in here. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Ow. Yeah. Um, So then the other um, assassination plot line is the Pope. Like, Rome is trying to kill Anne Boleyn. Um... And, which leads me to the hashtag we're going to start using, which is save Anne with a B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. At the end, of, at the beginning that's... of the episode, the Pope is like, 
oh, I'm sick of this shit. Like, just kill her. And then at the end of the episode, it, like, starts, like, some messenger, not messenger, but, like, some guy, like, comes and talks to some hooded figure who we don't know who it is and gives him something to kill and blend with. But we don't know who is actually going to try to carry out the assassination. So I think the Anne with the B hashtag just needs a little bit of context provided to it. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, popular to discuss amongst the three of us is um, the popularity of the show Anne with an E on Twitter. Anne with an E is the newer Anne of Green Gables TV show that was recently canceled. The fans are livid. It was maybe three seasons long, and they will not give up hope that it will get renewed, but they had to. Canceled. Oh my god, they're so loud. They had to ban... And with any related comments from like CBC news articles, because like they would flood every like news article with like all the shit. And like, okay, I didn't know that. Whenever the Nova Scotia shooting (laughs) happened, they like reply to tweets being like, save Anne with an E. Like, this is what like diversity and representation is about. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's the thing is. If I had never heard from any of these fans, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? It's good that the show exists where they have, like, the tackle issues and it's for, like, kids and teens. But it's, like, you know, they're talking about things like residential schools and, like, you know. It's a show you watch with your mom. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, yeah, it's, like, it's it's okay that the show exists. And it probably is, like, a nice little show. But, like, Mm -hmm. these people are, like, they're, like, if we don't bring back Anne with an E, like, racism wins. And it's, like, I don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think that's going to fix it. I think that's not, maybe not the solution to uh, everything happening in the world right now. They're wild. They're wild. We need to stop picking fights with fandoms who oh. don't know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and with an E fans, wild on Twitter. If you ever just search, like, hashtag save Anne with an E, oh my god, you will fall down some rabbit holes. The- Over the weekend... Uh, all caps and one million was trending by getting one million subscribers uh, signatures to save Anne with an E. Like, oh the my god! The boy who plays Gilbert Blythe on Anne with an E is the boy who is in Twentieth Century w- Women with Annette Bening and Greta Gerwig, an Elle Fanning iconic movie. But he, you know, l- respect that. He looks like Timothy Chalamet, but he isn't Timothy Chalamet. You know? Yeah. Okay, and maybe I have to look at him closer. But I don't think I will. 20th Century Women is a good movie I recommend. I hear it's good. I hear it's really good. Um, we love Annette Benning. Oh my god. We love Annette Star Benning. of the Did hit movie ever? Hope Gap. Yeah. Hope Gap starring her and Bill Nye and Josh O'Connor, which Ellen and I will definitely watch one day when Maddie's not around. The poster for uh. Hope Gap has been up at the local Cineplex for almost five months because the movie theater is closed. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like yellowed in the sun. <laughs> That and the new Steve Coogan movie. Yeah, well, I forget what it's called. The Biz. Well, he's yellowed in the sun on the poster. Okay. The trip to Cineplex. Um, <laughs> there's something else I wanted to mention. Oh, um, the like scene where she yells and yells at Henry because Catherine makes his shirts is really funny. Like, first of all, that, like, bit where she's like, there can't be three in a marriage. And I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, that was (laughs) heavy-handed. But then, like, um, I also liked, I feel like that was, like, obviously, like, a Diana reference. Like, it just was. But then it also, because she said that. She's like, it's crowded with three of us in the marriage. And Anne said, like, literally the same thing. Anyway, and then in, like, a flip of that, the true Diana comparable here, which is Catherine of Aragorn, the people's princess. Um, mm. She leaves the castle at the end, like with like everyone bowing to her and being like, wow, she's amazing. Like everyone loves her. And she's wearing this like very dramatic black dress, uh, which is also very Diana. <laughs> it's not as I, sexy I, I, was as like, I know where this is going, <laughs> but big black dress. Um, I, I know that like, in our in our friendship, I was actually thinking about this last night. I don't know why we love talking oh, about no. what's his name, Dodi. Dodi Alfayette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes up a lot, and I just like I was thinking about this last night. So it's crazy that you made these comparisons today. I don't remember why I was thinking about this last night, and I wish I could remember. Damn it. Were you talking about the uh, Oh Hello podcast with your with your dad? No, I was getting ready to go to bed. I was like putting on my pajamas. <laughs> Okay. I was like, hmm. Thinking of mm, putting on my pajamas, thinking of Dodie. 
<laughs> putting on my pajamas and thinking of Dodie. Exactly. Um, I love the the intimacy of like making your husband's shirts at this time. I know. That is like the most like medieval like, ooh, like this is romantic. I'm, love like, language. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I love, love how that. whenever he's like, you got to stop making me shirts. She's like, you love these shirts. You're wearing one right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. She's like, what? Like, he's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. Like that's just like a mo- that's fully like a modern literally wife guy and his he is ex wife shirt guy. Yeah, where it's like oh, like, he, he loves his new wife, but he can't stop wearing his ex wife shirts. She where it's like for. yeah, he's like there's like his new wife. He's like oh, like it doesn't matter that I wear her shirts. I have other issues. She's like it does matter that you wear her shirts. And then he's like okay, I gotta stop wearing your shirts. She's like but you love my shirts. And it's like this is the stupidest plot of all time. <laughs> that this is like this scenario. Where it's like my ex-wife makes really really good shirts, but my new wife hates that I wear them. This is like a post on like am I the Our asshole relation- on Reddit? Our relationships. <laughs> Do I have to stop wearing these good shirts? We should start doing that. We should start making Reddit accounts and posting plot lines from this show and seeing what advice people give Henry. <laughs> oh my god! This would oh. be really. This would be a really really good place to start. Yeah, this would be a yeah. great place to start. Um, also, just like on the topic of clothing, um, Anne Boleyn's like blue dress in that scene where she finds out about the shirts. <laughs> it's a great dress. It's beautiful. It's this, like like tealy blue dress. It's very very pretty. My look of the episode. If we're gonna, that's not that my look of the episode. It. To be clear. I have, yeah, I was going to say, I have an honorable mention that I would like to make. This is like an actual fashion thing that I liked. I loved, as I mentioned in my plot summary, I loved Henry Cavill's wife's headband. Yeah. Yeah. I have a screenshot of it. I will send you the screenshot. She, uh she looks so cute, except she is, what, 17 and he okay. is, she is his ward. There is a scene where, um, where <laughs> Henry Cavill and Henry, Henry VIII and Charles Brandon are going for a walk in their little garden and um and uh oh, love her headband yeah and uh they mm-hmm. go going for a walk and jonathan reese my fuck henry is like <laughs> there's too many henry's too many thomas's too many henry's um the king is like how old is she and henry cavill's like 17 and it's like twilight that's it <laughs> it just made me think how of twilight long has she been 17 a while um, but yeah, he does seem to really love her. I'm, I'm wondering how that'll go. Cause I feel like the whole thing about Henry Cavill's character is that he's slutty. I hope that maybe she will be the mother of his children who get the sweating sickness. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Speaking of Henry Cavill, uh, more importantly than anything on the Tudors, uh, during our hiatus, I watched The Witcher. And Ellen's seen one episode, I think. Two. And two episodes. Wow. He's very sexy. He's very sexy. Wow. Wow. He's a big man. He also built that he's, computer. He's very big. Oh, yeah. He built a computer. Did you guys watch that? <laughs> I posted that off. video. Oh, I watched the whole thing. He no. put the thermometer in upside down. <laughs> in a computer? A thermometer oh. in a computer. Oh, it's a fancy computer. It's a um, gaming PC. It's yeah. got like, He's like RGB a really lighting big inside it. Gamer. Um, he loves World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, he I, was playing World of Warcraft I don't like when he that. got the role in something. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I do love, though, Ellen, you pointed this out, and it's absolutely true. He's like this obviously wealthy and big man, uh, and his curtains are like just like my aunt's. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like living They're in like, like a floor cottage. with like butterflies. It's really on cute. Them. <laughs> I'm like Henry Cavill. Let me come live with you in your like little cottage with your giant computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna sound of music. Little outfits out of the curtains. Yeah. I'll make he his goes dog to close something. the curtains. The, he closed to close the curtains to make his gaming room all dark, and it's got like a little pair of shorts cut out of it. <laughs> cut out of it. <laughs> and then his dog, his big dog, runs by in his little diaper. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's my dream life. Um, 
Pastoral fantasy. <laughs> Your husband Henry Cavill's on his gaming computer, <laughs> and the light shines through the blackout curtains because you use them to make pants for his dog. <laughs> he also has a in in his English cottage. I feel like you can have a shared art room where he paints his little Warhammer figurines. Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. doing like a watercolor, and he's like, "Look, I made this little troll." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he'd be so cute that's great sweetie. i love our henry cavill so fantasy good. life <laughs> i hate this because like you're like in this like fantasy cottage and he's like handsome but he's wearing like a blue tank top from like pack sun yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. like and like, the thought of him like the alternative of him wearing like i don't know like a shirt i'm like i don't like to see him in like clothes that normal people wear because it looks uncomfortable and so he like should, yeah i he guess he has to wear blouses all the time i know but then he's like sitting there in a blouse painting a warhammer <laughs> figurine and that's disgusting to me <laughs> and that's too much <laughs> yeah, he's a really difficult man to style actually i don't know maybe he can oh. wear like a big fleece sure he can wear the a problem fleece. Is yeah. he's just so physically large anything he wears on top will just look like a bag if it's not skin tight <laughs> it's true it's it either looks ridiculous or like he, it, it's just showing off his muscles, so we gotta just embrace that, he's, I think. He's wearing a Patagonia fleece that, um, in the back has been cinched for his tiny little Dorito waist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry Cavill in the winter, uh, much better because he doesn't have to wear t- tank tops. The tank tops yeah. are too much. I just, he's my, our I winter boyfriend. So it's much. like, a Hades and Persephone. He's wearing like, but in the winter, but in the winter, he's like trying to channel like Colin Firth in like Love Actually, and he's wearing just like the biggest turtleneck sweater you've ever seen in your entire life. That's it. That's the one. That's the one. Oh, I hate to see it. I don't want to think about him wearing jeans. Okay, well, then let's like basketball shorts. (laughs) Let's talk about him wearing something else, which is my outfit of the episode. Um, Okay, perfect segue. His, oh my god, what a segue. <laughs> his giant, not giant, well, it probably is giant. He wasn't that big back then. His all red velvet outfit. When he comes, he comes to um, some feast and he's wearing like an yeah. all red velvet outfit. And like, honestly, Henry VIII's like green outfit is also good, but Henry Cavill, it's like this like Santa <laughs> almost, but no white. That's, that's <laughs> when, and then, when they're at this feast. That's when Henry's like, your wife is sexy. And he's like, I know yeah he's like yeah she's beautiful and i love her a lot um and then he then he then henry is like go tell Catherine to move out and <laughs> charles brown is like okay so he goes and she's like no <laughs> he comes back they have a like, scene together he's like yeah she said yeah. no and it's like why would that ever work imagine if that had been the thing that like fixed all of this like charles brown just like has oh a conversation God. with uh Catherine. My look of the episode is, um, it's close to the end. I don't remember the context of it, but, um, I guess it's after, uh, King Henry and, no, because it says it's after she leaves. I don't remember the context of this. He gets really, really mad. I think he's with Anne at the end. Yeah, he he beats the shit out of someone. He shoots the messenger with his fists. But he's, like, walking around, and he's wearing this outfit, and I have a screenshot of it, so I'm going to describe it. He's wearing, like, a vest, so it's, like, super, super tight to him, but then he's wearing, like, very large, voluminous, like, bell sleeves. Mm -hmm. Um, So his waist is tiny, the sleeves are huge, and then he's wearing, like, those little pants that are, like, the little balloon shorts. balloon shorts, But they're, like, but they're, like short shorts they like they're they're like a giant diaper and just like the proportions of this outfit are absolutely ridiculous but he has like just punched someone in the face yeah and it's so it's like oh. very horrific it's very like pennywise the clown or uh yeah i hate it <laughs> but yeah agreed. It. it was a great look it was really fun yeah the context for him pennywise the clown who- another man you're famously attracted to yes yes yeah. bill skarsgård very hot he is not as Pennywise, but he is really hot. Um, the best part is that like he's such a freak. Uh, Catherine has moved out. She's agreed to move out, but she's not giving up like the jewels. She's like, I'm still the queen, but I'll leave, you right. know. And she like basically says to him like, 
she sends a message like hope you're well basically which is like really funny of her it's really funny she's great she's the best character in this show and she's like okay have fun yeah. like hope you're doing okay true. let me know if you're feeling unwell or anything and he gets so mad he beats the shit out of the man who tells him and it's so funny and, and <laughs> yeah and belen is just like oh maybe i'm marrying a really bad man and then she says but everything's beautiful and then it ends oh that's it wow can I bring up one more thing in this episode that I'm so happy? It's one no. of the things that I find to be peak comedy just in historical yeah, fiction. Absolutely, and it was yeah. mentioned twice in this episode. There was two mentions of gout in this episode. <laughs> yeah! And I just lost it. Um, the, someone said to the Pope, I know you're a martyr to gout. Loved that. And then later in the episode, there was a second gout name drop i don't remember the context but we love gout it's uh, i think i think Catherine it's says funny. to henry like i heard you had a spot of gout yeah and he's like shut the fuck like, up no stop making my shirts <laughs> how was your summer i heard you had gout <laughs> <laughs> literally do you want another fucking shirt or what ah <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, uh, uh, the season's going to be absolutely crazy. It's already moving yeah. pretty quick. Um, excited to see How's it. How's the budget look? The you budget think? looks bigger. I think that, I think more, that the budget is bigger. Which makes two? sense because it was a big show and it's the second season, mm -hmm. which is like when... So it makes sense. It makes sense. Because um, yeah. I feel uh, like it, it blew up around season two. The one right. other thing that I liked in this episode that I do want to mention is that... Um, uh, at the end, Henry Cavill's like with his little wife and they're talking about how they love each other. And then she's like, how was the queen when the queen left? And he's like, very obviously, like kind of on Catherine's side. He's like, her bravery was beautiful and amazing. And like, whenever she leaves, he's like, they're like bowing to her with all of the, com like the other people who are like, oh. queen, like we love you. And it's like, oh my God, everyone hates Anne. Very funny. Him being Love like, that. we stand a beautiful queen. She's so courageous. Like, feminist icon. Feminist icon. Maddie, do you have any questions that have arisen as we describe this episode? No. <laughs> a lot happened. A lot happened. Um, no. <laughs> the until I, until I see an episode myself, I do not care, and I will not see an episode myself until we're watching it together. Which could be a while. So, which could be a while. So, we'll see. I'm good. Um. <laughs> uh. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Uh, Jonathan Rhys Meyers Briggs test. No, he's not hot. He has a terrible goatee. He got worse. Not even a goatee. Sorry, chin worse. beard. It's just chin beard. It's not even a goatee. It's not a, it's yeah, like, it's so ugly, and the longer hair on him is not working. No, there's one where yeah, he has like, no. like spike. I did that like as if someone could see that. Um, like almost, but no, oh, we saw not quite Simon from In Betweeners hair, but like almost like a little bit of like a oh. spike, and I'm like, what? He has Who hair with that? brim. He has hair with oh brim. My God. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he does not look good. I think Henry Cavill looks very handsome this season because he's super hot. But I liked the buzz cut, but he doesn't have the buzz cut anymore. But oh well, he looks so really sexy. good with the buzz cut. But it's fun. It's fun that he has hair now. It's just proof that he looks good with all sorts of hair. Mm -hmm. Also, the costume designers are gonna flex. Be like, how hot can we make him look in any outfit? But that's the thing. Like, he's also in a great. Um, and I, this is not me body shaming Henry Cavill in any way because we all know he's. We just talked about how. It, it, He's very big these days because he's in a bunch of like strong person roles and it's like almost overwhelming where like you can't look at him without being like, he's so strong. In the Tudors, he's only like In the 1800s, whatever he's so a circus strong He's just man. kind of like a handsome man and you're not like, wow, that man is like twice as broad as everyone else around him, you know? Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. looking good. He's looking good in the Tudors. We love to see it. We love to see it. Oh, also according to IMDb... Um, Fuck, what was his name in Misfits? Robert Sheehan is in this episode. Nathan oh. from Misfits? Apparently he's an apprentice. I, like, didn't care enough to go back and look, but, like, crazy. He's also in that show by Gerard Way. Oh, my God. The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy, yeah. He was in something else I watched a trailer for the other day. A movie with Zoe Kravitz and Dev Patel. I don't remember what the movie was called, but it looked bad. Zoe Kravitz and Dev... <laughs> 
He's in a movie yeah. called Mortal Engines. He's in the Mortal Instruments. He loves things about mortality. Um, <laughs> I watched the trailer of for the, the Mortal Engines. Looked awful. The Mortal Instruments or Mortal Engines? Mortal Engines. Yeah, both look. The cities yeah, move. The bad. cities have an engine. Don't like it. It seemed steampunky. I did not like. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's one of those things in my head. It like started as a graphic novel. And in my head, I'm like, it should have stayed as a It was definitely novel. a novel. All Peter the, Jackson directed it. Classic Peter all Jackson. All the comments. All of the comments on the like uh trailer on YouTube were like, oh my god, the books were so good. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> were they? <laughs> I, I don't think oh. they were. Well, the only movies we care about are both starring Dev Patel and are both permanently on hiatus. Sure. The David Copperfield movie and The Green Knight. Oh my god. Yeah. Just release The Green Knight digitally. Just oh. release it. I want to see David Copperfield too. Just let us see them. I'm so upset. So upset. Awful uh. news. Awful news. Okay, um, is there anything else we have to cover? I think they, we got it all. It was just a pretty jam-packed episode, but... Jam-packed episode, we touched on what Henry Cavill has been up to, which we definitely wanted to talk about. Um, I clarified some of my questions from the episode, which will definitely be useful going into next week when I know that uh, Anne and her brother did not hire someone to kill her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'll really clear up any awkwardness. <laughs> But other than that, yeah, uh, season two is going to be uh, crazy. I imagine it's probably going to be like slightly better TV. I think so too. I think it'll be less um, stupid for some reason. I think that like the big first like kind of like thing that they worked towards and they worked towards it for too long in season one was like the divorce, like the decision yeah. of what's going to happen with that. And so like the entire first season was about that and it was starting to like it was episode after episode where it's like, what happened? Mm, he didn't get the divorce. So, like, I'm happy to be able to move on to something else, especially when you know historically. It's like, we know historically he does not get the divorce. It's not this big suspenseful thing. It's like, yeah, we know this is going to happen. So just, like, stop denying it for, like, episodes yeah. after episode after episode. Yeah. So. Like, I think within a couple episodes it will actually have happened. Um, and... My prediction for this season is that uh, Anne Boleyn's going to be dead by the end of it. I don't think she'll last this season. I agree. I think she'll probably... I think that's right. I don't think she was in season three. Oh, I have no idea if she is, yeah. isn't, but I think Jane Seymour is going to appear. I don't remember her. Yeah. Please, Joss Stone. <laughs> no, that's not Jane Seymour. That's Anne of Cleves. Ugh, yeah. whatever. Jane Seymour is Jane the Seymour lady is... from Peaky Blinders. Yeah. And she's like well, the best wife. She's the one who... Henry loved the most, probably. Okay. Yeah. Did you, but Matt, did you watch Peaky Blinders? No. Oh. I'm still only on season two. Gone yet? My parents finished it. They didn't wait for me. They kept watching one day when I wasn't there. And they were like, oh, to be sorry. Fair, we, we kept watching and I was like, oh, guys. So. When, now that you live alone, them. you've been watching a lot of shit. So maybe I'll get back to Peaky Blinders, mm -hmm. but I've been watching a lot of other dumb shit, so. Very exciting. Well, Very exciting. to wrap it up, uh, where can you find us if you would like to contribute to these conversations or tell us how wrong we are? Unless you're a Luke Pasquilino fan. Um, mm -hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at 2 Girls. You can follow... The number 2 yeah. Belen Girls. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Holgranya. Um, Ellen. You can follow me at Lelibla on Twitter. Maddie, would you like to share? No, I only do it in special episodes. Okay, what's our okay. email? Additionalbelens at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, email us. That was really fun. I love getting emails. Oh, we mm -hmm. didn't talk about airmail at all, but um, we we'll get that any. next week. Did we get any? We, we probably put did. it out like as we started recording. True, but we also like I feel like over the brackets. That's yeah. the only airmail oh. we've gotten. Also, some people didn't send us our, their brackets, which made me really upset. I found someone who just, like, used it and, like, shared it. And I'm like, hey, send that Tag to us. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. 
Yeah, okay, it is Jen who was going hard for Joe Dempsey. Um, mm. Everyone agrees that, like, Daniel Kaluuya and Dev Patel just deserve better. So did yeah. Joe Dempsey and Nicholas Holt and literally anyone who isn't Luke. I'm just going through our mentions to see if there's anything good. We almost got Luke. Oh, man, we almost got him. I got my followers really to, to go for it, and we almost we almost defeated him, and then they came back. Yeah, we, all of our mentions yeah. right now are just photos of Luke Pasquilino, because people are like, we love him. Look at how, how sexy he is in Musketeers, and I'm like, I don't want to see it. No. Oh, my God. The <gasps> only Musketeers oh. production we care about is the one with Logan Lerman. What if that was the same one? <laughs> don't. Horrible. I can't think about that. Okay, do we want to... Okay, that's it, yeah. Bye. Bye.